Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I am your hostess with the mostest, Morgan. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it, seriously. I just really wanted to say that once in my podcasting days. Guys, just, just bear with me on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we just say checking it back 90s style? Maybe? Anyways, um, sorry if I cough a little bit and if I sound stuffed up, because I'm stuffed up and I'm coming down with cold. Yay, back to school. Only took a week before everybody in the house got sick. Kids. I love kids. I have three of them. But they are little petri dishes of yuck. Because when they are little... (laughs) They don't know how to wash their hands, cover their mouths when they cough or sneeze, and just get everything everywhere. All the microorganisms, both good, bad, and the good, the bad, the ugly, just, they share it. And this is when I have to look at them and go, sharing is not caring, guys. Please stop. Anyways, uh, last episode, I meandered my way through explaining the importance of giving yourself some grace and ended with how when you extend yourself some grace, it's it's mindfulness and mindful living, an attitude of gratitude, and actual self-care. Wow. I'm definitely sick, guys. I can't even... Ugh. Okay, anyways. Carrying on. So yeah, so when you give yourself... It's, it's important to give yourself grace. And it is actual self-care. Which, I wanted to chat about self-care a bit today. And that's what this episode is going to focus on. So, primarily, what I've learned about it, starting with what self-care is and what self-care is not. We all have ideas on what self-care looks like thanks to social media, but honestly, there's a lot more to it. And that's what I'm going to share with you guys today, what I have learned myself, because I had my own preconceived notions about self-care as well, which was a start. But again, it's just a start. So without further ado, uh... Let's get to it. And I'm going to try and sickly stumble my way through this. So, I apologize for the sniffling and the coughing. And the frequent water breaks. With that said, sit back, plug in, relax, and enjoy.
Okay, so we've all heard the buzzword or phrase, and I use air quotes when I say this, self-care. And that's because these days it is everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all over social media. And I've noticed that, personally, um, as soon as something like this trends on social media or the interwebs, a lot of companies and a lot of very business-minded people jump on it for, like, marketing and stuff like that. And for peddling their products on us, the consumers, and and influencers. I mean, I... I dislike that word. So much. But I, but I get why these people are called influencers, but just... Whew, another day, Morgan. Another day. Topic for another day. So, jumping back on track, influencers have come out with when you look up for self-care, you'll you'll notice that a lot of these influencers have like their Insta TV, their Insta stories, their Snap stories, their YouTube videos, and their posts of their self-care routines that are product-based routines. Whether it's overtly trying to push products on you or like subliminally trying to push products on you, which is totally fine. I, I love a free market. Yay capitalism. Because that's how we have the life that we have. Here in the US at least. And kudos to them for seeing this and, and jumping on it. But also it is just... But what they like push with like their skincare routines. And this is my favorite face scrub. This is my favorite... Oh, this is my favorite facial mask. It is so luxurious and so wonderful. Your skin is just going to love you. And you know, you should really add this into your nightly self-care skin routine. Like that's so great, but that is such a small part of self-care or it's just not self-care at all. And let's just put it this way. Self-care is a fairly simple concept and yet it is so often overlooked or spun the wrong way. Like good self-care is, is very key to improved mood, reduced stress and anxiety, health and healthy and better relationships with you yourself, as well as healthier, stronger, better relationships with like your family, your friends, and those around you, like your coworkers and whatnot. And, and self-care is kind of like a recipe. It's whenever you do any activity deliberately to take care of one part, your mental health, second part, your emotional health, and third part, physical health, you are in fact practicing self-care, like true self-care. You have to take care of all three of those for true self-care. So, now with that said, 
It should be stated that self-care is not the end-all be-all substitution for therapy. It is a part of a therapy plan, typically. And again, it's like a recipe. It's about addressing all facets of self-care. Like, a good skincare plan won't 100% fix your depression or anxiety. Going out and pouring your entire paycheck into cute but expensive clothes, makeup, candles, and new furniture to improve your mood with your space won't help your anxiety or your stress if you're worried about bills. Because, in fact, you're making it worse because now you've just spent your entire paycheck on clothes, makeup, candles, furniture, whatever, and now you're worried about bills because you have no money left over or very little. So self-care is not something you should force yourself to do either. It isn't something you, like, it's not something you force yourself to do something that you don't enjoy. And it is certainly not a selfish act where you only consider yourself in your own feelings and damn everyone else and everything else around you. And now I know you guys are probably thinking right about here, but Morgan, I don't like going to the gym. And you said that part of self-care is physical health, which typically that means diet and exercise. And I just don't like going to the gym. Hey, guess what? I don't like going to the gym either. I really don't. So, and I find it really difficult to work out, especially when I have three kids. Three wild tree squirrels that I call my kids, lovingly referred to as my kids. And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. Because I do love podcasts. I like not only creating podcasts, but listening to podcasts. And some of the podcasts that I listen to kind of require my attention and I like to think about things because I'm a pondering poo bear. Totally admit that. So what I usually do is I will set aside some time in the morning before the kids get up or after the kids go to bed to do like a 15-20 minute workout. And so when I set aside the, that 15 to 20 minutes to listen to a podcast episode uh, while doing a workout while the kids are asleep or they're not, yeah, like they're asleep no matter what. They're not awake yet or they're in bed. Like, either way, I can, I'm not taking attention away from them. Because, one, that's selfish of me, and two, not fair to them. So, <sighs> two, I really get to, in, or well, three, rather, I get to enjoy the endorphin rush, especially if I do it before they get up. I get to enjoy the endorphin rush that usually happens after a workout, even if it's a mild one, and then I'm more energized and focused and ready for the day. But, again, We'll go into more of that next episode. Right now, we're focus, Morgan. Focus. It is what self-care is and what self-care is not. So, self-care is something that should 
refuel us and doesn't deplete us or take away from us. It's knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves. And when you start taking care of you, you can then take better care of those around you. That's one lesson that I was super taught in um, some of my former jobs as a med aide and a caregiver. Like, you know, they always say, hey, you know, what do you do when you see somebody fall? And of course, the automatic response was, well, I'm going to try and stop them from falling. I'm going to catch them. And all of my teachers and all of my trainers have always been like, nope, wrong answer. You're going to let them fall. Because if you try to catch them, now, instead of having one hurt person, we now have two hurt people. And if you're hurt, how can you take care of them? And it was like, ah, that's very, okay. And it does. It takes a lot. Because I really feel that as a parent. <laughs> and as just a person that cares about other people. <sighs> uh, that was a really, really hard one. To kind of get over but it's true when you take care of yourself better care of yourself then you can take better care of those around you so and right now in this season of my life as a parent i really feel that being able to take care for those around you because i love my kids and i want to be able to take care of them to the best of my ability. So, on that note, I'm going to take a quick water break. Probably sneeze, maybe cough, most likely sneeze, and then come back to explain a little more with examples of what self-care is and is not. Don't go anywhere. So, this is probably going to be the longer portion of this episode, so please bear with me on that. But, here are a few examples of self-care and what it is versus what self-care is not. Complete with some rambling stories and, well, like I said, examples. So, alright, diving in. Okay, so self-care is admitting that you need help and accepting help. Admitting that you can't do everything on your own. And genuinely appreciating those that do help you. And expressing that appreciation to that person. It is not self-care to pass everything off onto others. And not do anything yourself. Or to try and impress others by doing everything and overextending yourself. Stretching yourself too thin. Which mamas out there and papas out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. Stretching yourself too thin. Trying to prove that you're Superman or Wonder Woman and you can do it all. That is not self-care. It isn't self-care to please everyone or 100% rely 
on everyone else to do things for you. Like, when it comes to parenting and household chores, I've started to, on this journey of mine, um, getting to a better place in my life and getting more comfortable with myself. Um, I've been chatting with Aaron more and more these days, and we are getting better at clearly communicating to one another when we need or would appreciate the other's help with anything. And it has helped both of our stress levels and our relationship greatly. Like, one thing, I felt like I was doing all the laundry. And so when I finally... And I was just snapping at Aaron all the time. And so then when I finally admitted that I couldn't do it all on my own, that I needed his help, like, it's amazing what happens when you have that open communicating. And that, that communication, and that took a lot of stress about household chores off of both of our shoulders. And it also took stress with our relationship off of the relationship. So, yay self-care. So, but by, but it would have never happened had I not accepted and admitted that I needed help. So, next example is self-care is getting enough rest and relaxation. It is not being lazy or zoning out in front of your TV or mindlessly scrolling through social media on your phone half the night only to go to bed late causing you to oversleep the next day guilty and I am so guilty of this so guilty of this and I've been working on it myself guilty pleasures are nice but when you overindulge and get into a bad habit or routine you just end up setting yourself up to fail and you need to set yourself up with re- rest and relaxation to really refresh or rejuvenate yourself. Working in regular break rituals for yourself is true balance and self-care. Like my little workout sessions while the kids, either before they get up or when they're in bed after they go to bed. Or sometimes when I zen out while cleaning the bathroom or the kitchen. Those are how I get my little regular break rituals. And this is also a self-care little break ritual. When there are definite... When I set aside time to journal or write out my podcast scripts. Which, side note... I feel like I'm subliminally pushing journaling on you guys because I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned it in almost every single podcast since I talked about journaling. Not my intention. Really, it's not. I'm just very happy and excited because it's been helping me a lot. But, um, like that is setting aside some time to rest and I relax. Or... I'll take a minute or two, just like a minute, literally one minute, and just close my eyes and focus on my breathing. That is self-care and a mini break to relax and recenter. And it is 
one that I practice a lot, particularly when I feel myself losing patience with my kids when they do or get into things they know better about, and some of the people at my work. Because, new job, law enforcement. Just, just gotta stop and breathe. So yeah. <laughs> um, another good one is self-care is dressing in a way that makes you feel good where you want to dress to impress or dress for success. But it is not self-care when you engage in retail therapy with little to no regard to your budget. Like, using shopping as a coping mechanism is just as unhealthy a coping mechanism as overdulging in drinking or overeating or pills or sex is a problem. Like, that is not self-care. When you buy, 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 like the skincare routine, like I said, like you go and you buy these things and you do the retail therapy and then next thing you know, you're having a moment where you are, you are the downward spiral of confessions of a shopaholic. Just saying, just saying. So, plus just to be a little mindful, if we are living a life based on the amounts of material goods in our life. It's not the actual good life as characterized by positive relationships, healthy behaviors, gratitude, and mindfulness. And again, debt, financial stress, and debt are major contributors to, of course, stress and depression and anxiety. Financial stress is actually one of the number, it's like in the top three, and I think it's number one, to like relationship enders, whether it's a romantic relationship or even friendships, like not worth it. And that, it, and so when you overindulge in retail therapy, then that is totally not self-care, but picking out a few pieces of a wardrobe, like doing the capsule wardrobes, kind of touch back on the minimalist episode that I have previously, like doing a capsule wardrobe where you have a few regular pieces that you feel super good in, and you're dressing in a way where, again, that whole dress to impress and dress for the job you want, that is self-care. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. I'm sure if you were to reshop, air quotes around, reshop your wardrobe, you could, like, the Marie Kondo, again, not to get into the minimalist thing again, but it's kind of the truth. If you like, just where to go through your wardrobe 
how many of us, because I'm guilty of this too, how many of us have stuff that we bought because, oh, it's super cute, and maybe I might be able to fit into it, or, oh, that's super cute, but it's not really my style, but I really like the colors, I really like this, or there's, like, this aspect, and your closet just fills up, so, and then before you know it, you're just, and you come up with these excuses, like, I deserve this, I need to treat myself, but you know that you will never wear it, that is not self-care. That is not self-care. So, again, I'm going to get a little meandering and rambly, and I apologize. Part of it's the congestion blocking my brain thoughts. That sounds legitimate right now. But, okay. Um... Self-care when it comes to your health is occasionally allowing yourself a treat like ice cream with your kids or cupcakes on their birthday. Like like those those cheat days that you hear about in diets and stuff where you allow yourself a cheat day to eat what you want because you've been doing so good with your diet and you've been doing so good with your goals. Sweet. You deserve some sweets. You deserve some carbs. You can have that that one treat. If you're mindful about what you eat and you stay away from the processed junk, then... Granting yourself a little flexibility to have the occasional treat is okay. Totally fine. It's totally fine. It is not self-care to mindlessly, endlessly snack. Like Halloween, for instance, is a bad time around my at my house after Halloween, actually. When all that Halloween kid we've got three kids, they're Flippin' adorable. And, uh, they are very polite, well-behaved children for strangers. Not for Aaron, and not for me, but for strangers. They're totally polite, and they're so well-behaved and well-mannered, and they usually get, like, we go to that house where it's like, please just take one, and then next thing you know, it's like, Oh, they're adorable. Here's two. Plus not only that, but I kind of plan it to where we go about a half hour, 45 minutes later than trick-or-treating. Then a lot of the trick-or-treaters start just so that way, like, also we get a hit up the houses towards the end of the night when, yeah. So, and see, that's me being selfish, wanting to overindulge in the candy because parental tax. That's right. Totally thing at my house. Try not to do that, but it happens. And so when I overindulge and mindlessly snack on excess Halloween candy, I don't feel so great about myself. I kind of feel a little poopy. And ugh. And then then it just gets worse from there because then we were hit with Thanksgiving and then we we're just boom hit with Christmas and it's just 
Oh my gosh, all the, ugh. So being more mindful and allowing some flexibility for Thanksgiving, some flexibility for Christmas, and keeping on track and some flexibility for some Halloween candy, totally okay, totally fine. But when I overindulge and then have to undo the, the top two buttons of a high-waisted jeans or the button and the zipper, like, it, no, not okay. That is not self-care. That is just overindulgence and gluttonous. And so, and it only provides temporary relief. And again, totally leads to feelings of guilt, as well as health issues, such as obesity, ill health, and addiction to sugar. That one's a tough one to break, guys. Not gonna lie. It's a tough one. But it's true. Ugh. So when you overindulge, you just... Ugh. That's not self-care. Balance. Everything in moderation. Essentially, is what this is. Well, and it, like, here's self-care, too. Scheduling some time for exercise and movement. Like... That could be just being out in nature and breathing some good, fresh oxygen, fresh air. And, and like, dancing around the living room with your kids for ten minutes. If you can't actually go to the gym and you can't actually do a home workout, like, you'd be surprised. Just, just moving. That is good self-care. That is actually very vital to us as human beings. Our bodies are well-oiled, amazing machines. And that's just from a healthcare standpoint, too. Like, doing anatomy. That is, that is freaking amazing. And our bodies, we, we need it. Like, one of the most famous sayings as a medic and a caregiver is, use it or lose it. So, movement is crucial. It is very crucial to self-care. However, it is not self-care to, like, push your body to the absolute max extreme, like, where you are over-exerting yourself and you are pushing well above and beyond your limits and like I don't know about you guys but I read in this article and it is very true and I'll I'll cite it whether at the end of this episode or or the beginning of the next because I have it written down somewhere but my, my mind is a little sicky mcsickens and my brains are a little addled but but this, like, our generation, or the millennial generation, are like the new Victorians or Puritans. In that, we romanticize virtuous behaviors. Air quotes around virtuous behaviors. What we consider to be virtuous behaviors. Like, very much the same way as the strict Victorians and Puritan cultures did through intense lifestyle choices. Such as as 
Victorian women, when they wanted to lose weight, fun fact, would eat tapeworms, live tapeworms, to get that slim, thin little figure on top of all the corsets to the point where they couldn't breathe. That's extreme. For physique, that is not self-care, that is self-harm. And so, when we make intense, virtuous behaviors, such as like the raw food movement, juice fasts, marathon running, and we haven't worked up to it, like juice fasts, for one, I just, I never got on that trend. But, like, there, there's a lot of extreme lifestyle choices out there that can be seen as virtuous. That's when it becomes a problematic. While exercise is important for self-care, too much of a good thing is very counterproductive. Like, not jumping from one diet fad to the next. Or obsessively working out to get that perfect physique. It only works when it's about healthy confidence and feeling good about yourself. You're not going to stick to that diet if you don't have confidence. Like a lot of people start these diets because great, good, self-care, yeah. yeah. You have to start. That's something I talked about in one of my earlier episodes. Like, having a start is perfect. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Action. And when you... is like, the most important thing. And so, like, when you jump on this diet fad. Okay, so you do keto, for instance. And it doesn't... And you, like, just dive balls deep into keto. Yeah, you're not going to feel the greatest. (laughs) It's just not going to... Right out the gate, it's going to suck. It's going to hit you like a train, and it's going to fucking roll you over and several times. And before you know it, you're going to be that unrecognizable car. That's just a horrible accident, and that's your keto. And you're going to be on to the next fad. And on to the next, and on to the next. You have to have confidence in your decisions. And you have to be mindful in your decisions that self-care. So, again, don't push yourself. Like, exercising is great for self-care, but pushing yourself beyond your limits is not self-care. I don't know how many times when I was in high school as an athletic trainer, I don't know how many times people would push themselves to their limits I myself was an idiot. I was young and dumb, and I pushed myself to my limits, which is why I can't run anymore, because I pushed myself too far, and I messed up my knee, and I didn't take care of it like I should have, but golly darn, I wanted to shave off a minute and a half from my mile time to just... My brother was this phenomenal runner. He's just an amazing runner. And I wanted to be just like him. Well, turns out, I'm not a runner. I'm a swimmer. He is not. He sucks at swimming. I mean, I love him. He's okay-ish. But, 
when it comes to like competitive swimming, nah, nah. Bro can't hold a candle to his sister, but I can't hold a candle to him when he runs. So knowing my limits, I took care of myself and I did something like swimming. It's still anaerobic, like running, but there's no impact. And my shoulders can take it because they're kind of broad for a girl. So, for a female. Yeah. So, like, so self-care, essentially, when you boil it down, is just being mindful about what you do. And living a more intentional lifestyle. And understanding that moderation is key. It is key. So, so, deciding what self-care is and is not, it has a lot to do with our natural habits and our goals and what they are. So, self-care for you is going to be different from me because, again, self-care what it is and what it is not has a lot to do with your natural habits and your goals and what they are and how you can work towards them or implement proper self-care into your normal routine. And I think that's where we will end this episode because that's what we'll go into next episode. Self-care part two. How to start self-care. So, thank you again for tuning in. I genuinely and greatly appreciate your continuing support and hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it kind of helped you. And again, I apologize that I am stuffed up sounding and if I cough or like sniffle, it, yeah, I, I so apologize. I just wanted to get this episode out for you guys because I do greatly appreciate you guys and your continuing support of this podcast so please feel free to reach out to me at displacedunderdogs at gmail.com um you know let me know how I'm doing or what you want me to discuss or what you want to hear about like more about uh you can always follow me on Facebook or Instagram just search displaced underdogs so done with the shameless plugs now until next time stay safe create and enjoy your day and thank you truly and genuinely thank you again enjoy guys bye